Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. Glad to have you with us today. Living the Law of Action is based on my book, The Law of Action. And I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts taking inspired action every single day. If this is your first time joining us or you've been with us for a while, I want to personally thank you for listening in and being here with us today. On this show, my guests, they are incredible. People who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of inspired action. My guest today, she does just that. In this episode, Melinda Whitstock and I discuss how to step into the unknown. If you want to be willing to step into the unknown, have faith in taking action aligned with your purpose and truth, even if you don't know exactly what those steps are, action takers, this is the show for you. My dear friend, Melinda Woodstock, is a five-time serial entrepreneur and acknowledged visionary in tech, media, mobile, and social content. She's the CEO and founder of Podopolo, which we are going to be talking about a lot today. And Podopolo is the podcast app that makes listening to social and podcasting profitable for creators and so much more. Formerly an award-winning journalist, executive producer, and TV anchor for the BBC, ABC News, CNBC, Financial Times Television, and MSNBC. Melinda also hosts the fast-growing Wings of Inspired Action podcast, and it was named by Entrepreneur Magazine number 8 of 20 of the top business podcasts for 2020, she is a spiritual practitioner of meditation, yoga, visualization, gratitude, and intention center. That's why I love her, because she is amazing. She is passionate about encouraging conscious leadership and evolved entrepreneurship using business as a canvas to solve global challenges. My dear friend, Melinda, welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. It's great to be here with you and I love the word inspired in front of action because we can all take a lot of action but if it's going nowhere if we're stuck on a task treadmill you know like kind of a hamster wheel (laughs) that action doesn't get you anywhere except to burn out so the trick I've found in life is figuring out what is the inspired action to take at any given time Absolutely. And, you know, with all of your background of like TV anger for all these major news, I should just shut up and just let you run the show because (laughs) like you're such an experienced journalist and I I love having you here today. And I'm so excited. There's so much to you, all the onion layers of Melinda. It's it's amazing. Let's just cover some of them. So five times serial entrepreneur. Now, was that during your stint at BBC, ABC News, or was that before or after? It was a little bit before and a little bit after. I, I don't know what it was that possessed me, it. Rob, okay. to go around as a six-year-old. Actually, I was almost six with my black lab going door to door in my neighborhood demanding prepayment for my show. <laughs> so I always had some sort of wow. entrepreneurial thing going on. I don't know really where that came from or why I felt the need. I think maybe I just heard my parents arguing about money or something and thought I had to solve that problem. I don't know what it was, but I went out there and I came home and I asked my dad where we could get a hundred chairs. And uh, this was my first show. It involved uh, music, uh, sprinklers, kind of cartwheels, ballet moves, you know, the whole bit. So... <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love your pay me in advance for (laughs) ticket sales. Yeah, true entrepreneur uh, speaks there. But, you know, I've always been really 
um, entrepreneurial. Like just if it was something like even I had all these friends that were having back in the day sweet 16 parties and my parents at the time couldn't afford to throw one for me. So I thought, oh, I'll throw one for myself. So I found a hotel that was about to go bankrupt and cut this deal with the hotel. And I remember as a 16 year old, them saying to me things like, well, would you like a cash bar? Not knowing my age. I said, of course. <laughs> so of course. Absolutely. This kind of renowned it. party. So I don't know, like I've always done entrepreneurial things, but the journalism bug really bit when I was in college and uh, I went to McGill and it had a daily student newspaper. And of course I started writing for that and, and loved that. Um, but I also got really interested in the business side of the paper as well. And the student council was always trying to shut us down. And so we had to find a way to be independent from the budget that they, because right. we were covering the people who controlled our purse strings a perennial problem for journalists. Yeah. And so we had to find a way to be independently financed. So I created the advertising department and grew the paper to citywide distribution with the first ever English language entertainment listings in Montreal, which is a French city wow. mostly. So right. this, I always found this way to fuse, you know, journalism with entrepreneurship or business. Um, and so, but no, I was not running any businesses during the time that I was a journalist, um, you know, first for the London Times and then moving on into television and creating television shows for the BBC and others and anchoring and whatnot. And then it got to the point where the entrepreneurial bug for me was just too big. I had just to go full time, you know, into that with the launch of my first adult business. I guess it, it were just after right. uh, 9-11 and kind of inspired, actually. We've just oh, wow. passed the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and inspired by that, everybody was talking about why our democracy was so important to defend and going way back. And I thought, wait a minute, people aren't even like, People don't even know the names of their congressmen or women or how the system even works. And so I took it on to really change political reporting. And that was the first business. And that company grew to sort of a daily audience of 3 million people and more than 300 radio wow. stations and television stations across the country and digital properties and newspapers and whatnot. And I, I was off and running. I love that. Okay, so one of the things is, and you make it sound so effortless, and so I was, you know, we have <laughs> no. very, very similar paths here, you know, I, you know, cause I was in radio for 15 years in San Diego and I didn't have enough money to go to the prom. I was actually living on my own. I, I moved out of my house when I was 15 years old. So I was gone on my own. And when I was in high school, prom came around. I really wanted to go and I had no money. However, I was an anchor in our TV news, a newsroom. And so I went to my, to my teacher and I said, Hey, um, I want to do a informational video, like everything you've always wanted to know about the prom, but we're afraid to ask. And I'll, I'll just give them, you know, limo services and stuff like that. Can I just do that? And he goes, absolutely. And then what we'll do is we'll get on public access. And I'm like, great. Now, what I did was I went to the best limo company I could find and said, Hey, I'm producing this show and I have a captive audience of seniors that's going to be shown to every single senior in my school and also on public access. You see, now Would that's, you like to contribute and I'll give you I'll give you a promotional credit. See, now that's <laughs> so inspired that's action, right? Because if there's it was, something and, it was great. And this is this is the beauty of entrepreneurship, because if there's a problem that you see, whether it's your own personal yeah. problem, chances are other people are experiencing that same thing. Right. Um, it, yeah. It's really about the innovation that that serves people and and solves their problems and 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 uh, the inspiration. I mean, I love your story because it is really about inspiring action. You offered and provided value for other people. And as a result of that, got to go yeah. to the prom <laughs> in a great limo. Yeah. So I went I, to the prom. I had floral, floral dinner, tuxedo, <laughs> the, everything you could think of. And it was interesting because not only was I feeling a need for them because most seniors don't have any idea what's involved in going to the prom. They didn't know. And so I gave them all these resources and I got to go to the prom and I actually won best in the state of California awards. So it all just <laughs> parlayed and it was a beautiful thing. And it's another, it's a way when you take inspired action and you're in your flow, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, 
it's really effortless. Exactly. And you know what? The tragedy, though, of so many people is they have inspired ideas, but they don't have the confidence right. to act on them. And sometimes it's just because they'll mention it to a friend and their friend is well-meaning, but their friend will say something like, what makes you think you can do that? Or, oh, come on, you know, or whatever. Or it's the inner bully yeah. voice that talks us out of it, that, that, you know, subconscious fear. And a lot of people just remain in, in action and, 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 but ideas, people have these ideas, like, you know, somebody should Amazing. do something about, <laughs> right? So yeah. what makes the yeah, I mean, say, oh, okay, I, I guess it's going to be me. Hmm. Yeah. It's all, and it's always like, man, I should have done that. Because I believe that the ideas are floating around all the time. Oh, yeah. We just have to reach out and grab it. And whoever grabs it is the inspired action taker and the rewards are there. I mean, I know a lot of people, um, speaking of, of you and Podopolo, because I think it's so amazing what you have, are doing and have done is that I've heard few people say, Oh man, I was going to do that. <laughs> okay. Like it's so easy. <laughs> You know, I, I just, it's funny because, you know, as the podcast whisper, and I'm in all these rooms talking about podcasts and I talk about Podopolo a lot. People have mentioned, oh man, that was my idea. I was going to do that. <laughs> okay, great. It was your idea, but you were in action, not in action, but in action, like whatever, you know, the, where it's one word as opposed to two words. And, and you did that. And so what are some things that you have done to overcome the inaction and have it be an inspired action mm. so that you actually broke through your fear and took the action and got the result with your different, you know, from being in, in, uh, being award winning journalist, the executive producer, the anchor. You had to break through your fears because it's, there's a lot of self worth that has to be yeah. there in order to be in broadcast. Well, there's a couple things here. You have to you have, have to, a lot of confidence. You have to overcome fear of failure first of all exactly. and actually right. change your mindset around that to actually accept failure as a beautiful and critical part of the process and not make it about yourself you instead make it about learning because right. that's all it is and to be an entrepreneur by definition is to create something new so nobody's done it before or nobody's done it in the way that you're doing it. You're bringing something unique to it, but there's more that you don't know than you do. The only thing you really know <laughs> is your North Star, like, like the why and perhaps the what. Right. But, but you don't really know the how. And I think a lot of mistakes that people make are getting too wedded or attached to the how because, and that's an ego thing. That's our analytical mind sometimes taking over. What I've found right. is you have to be willing to just put one foot in front of the other without knowing necessarily how you're going to get to the destination. A, a great metaphor right. for this, I grew up doing a lot of sailing when I was a kid. It is impossible to sail in a straight line. And here's why. The winds are changing. The currents are changing. Everything is changing all around you at all time. So the only way you can sail to your destination is to zigzag. And and that's really what you're doing. I learn something new every time. As an entrepreneur. I, I never knew that. Like, if you would have bet me a million dollars, can you sail in a sailboat in a straight line? I would have taken that because I just thought you just go straight. No, you, that's you have cool. to keep that's... the winds are constantly changing around you. Like all your circumstances are changing around you. So as an entrepreneur, the... The, the or, or really in anything in life, the faster that you can come to terms with accepting that change is inevitable, change is always going to be around you. There are so many things that you can't control. The only thing you can really control is being in alignment with your purpose, uh, taking action that's in alignment with your purpose, staying open-minded, staying curious, not attached to outcome, but really just just being able to take those steps without necessarily knowing often what the very next step is going to be. Because you're going to have right. new inputs all the time, different people, different people doing things that are beyond your control, market forces, all sorts of things, you know? So you, you don't really know exactly yeah. how you're going to get there. So I want to dive into sailing more, not that I have any knowledge <laughs> whatsoever, but taking action, it, we can equate it to sailing because the thing that I think most people miss is that 
it's okay to fail. Oh, it's vital. It's okay. It's, it's necessary. It's vital. I mean, you learn so much. I fail all the time. I do. You know, and I'm sure people look at you and they're like, oh my God, life is perfect for Melinda. <laughs> no, we learn from our failures. But for example, so when you're sailing mm. and if you make an adjustment, like you pull the aft or the main, mm. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but if you adjust the sail too much. Yeah. It just, then you're going to be off course. Yeah, you're either going to be off you're like, course, I or, failed. or you're going to slow right but down, you or do, you're going to capsize the boat. You right? adjust. Yes. You adjust, and you keep moving forward with momentum. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is really a key to yeah, success. Yeah, failure is, is and feedback. And I think that's one of your keys yeah. to success. Well, failure yeah. failure is feedback. And I, I think in growing the Podopolo team, we, we now have a team of 24 people. And on the product side, you know, and on the technology and all the proprietary technology we've created and whatnot, it's not easy. It's very, very detailed, painstaking work. The the innovation is significant. And to create something new, invariably, everybody on the team has to be willing to fail. But more than just fail, it's taking responsibility for that and stepping into it to say, okay, so what were the lessons from that? Because in my life, right. the thing that I've really learned is when the lesson is learned, the experience you're having is no longer necessary, right? So so the faster, wow. if you're in a really uncomfortable- yeah, dive into that. That's really powerful. That was really incredible what you just said. Yeah, when the lesson so, is learned, the experience is no longer necessary. When the lesson is learned. Right. And what that really means is when you're going through something that's a strife or challenge or a fear or an anxiety or a difficulty, right? You're in this maelstrom of all of that and you can look around at what you're experiencing. It's going to tell you a little bit about what you're thinking or what subconscious beliefs you may need to let go of. Right. But the minute you learn, it's instructing you about something you need to learn. It's as simple as that. It's, it's not, uh, it's, there's there's no shame in it. There's no problem with it. Every single person on earth, if you're human, you go through this and you go through it multiple times, but it's learning to have the consciousness to just say, okay, what is the lesson here? What am I supposed to be learning? And, and taking action to learn that lesson. The minute you learn the lesson, the experience you're no longer having because you learned the lesson. I love that. That's really, really powerful. So what are some failures that you had? <laughs> How long that, do you have? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> so what are a few failures that you had and they were failures of you not taking inspired action because of fear? Oh my goodness. I think sometimes just hanging back from opportunity. Like I remember there were so many opportunities that I had that I didn't necessarily act on, um, immediately. I've I've learned to, to not do that now, but I think when you're young, like when you're in your twenties and even into my thirties, you know, you sort of think that, oh, these opportunities will always be there, but they're not. If you, if you don't seize on them, Sort of like the universe says, oh, well, she's not interested in that. So we won't show her that opportunity again. You know what I mean? And so I just look back and I think, well, you know, I remember thinking of launching a blog, you know, back in 2003. Right. It's kind of like. It would have been a good time. It would have been a good time. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll get around to that later. And I I question myself and I think, hmm, um, because I'm an award winning writer. It made total sense to do that. Why was I, you know, and I found all kinds of excuses not to do it or things like, um, I don't know. I could have from Capital News Connection, my company, um, been the number one tweeter in chief <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, my reporting team is going to do that. I'm not going to do it. You know, there, there are certain things like that in terms of building. I think personal brand is somewhere where I've just shied away because I tend to be so much in action and the bigger picture. And I'm such a systems thinker that I, I'm not really the, I don't know. I'm a reluctant personality, right? In that sense and stepping into those things. And I don't know whether there's a fear underneath that or whether it's just that I've got other things to do. You know, it's, it's hard to know. Absolutely. Well, so let's dive into Badopolo. So how long ago did Padopolo 
<laughs> come to reality. It's been in my- like, what was the inception? What was this in- inception? Because a lot of people think, and, and it, it's interesting how people think. They're like, they think you just did this overnight. <laughs> And you know this, it's Rob. And and I know I that's not you, true, right? I, but a lot of people think you know. Now they're hearing about it. They're like, "Oh yeah, it just started." No, it ha- it's it it's is. been a process, and that's where I think it 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 discounts when I hear people say that, "Oh, that was my idea," or, or "I could have done that," "I should have done that," "I was already doing that." I think it discounts how much work has gone in yeah. to building what this is. Well, I'll start by saying it's my life's work. And so, so you okay. could say the company is 50 years old, right? Because it, it really is the product of every single experience and every single thing, learning, failure, success, everything I've done in my life. And there are elements of Podopolo that have been proven out in each one of my businesses. And, you know, you mentioned at the start that I have this kind of unique background and I do because I've, I've done, you know, a lot of things. They fuse together right. in a unique way, really forged quite a lot by not only my life experience, but what I know, whether it was way back on the London Times interviewing Steve Jobs or <laughs> Ted Turner or learning from these people or getting to hang around Richard Branson, you know, you know, all day, um, things like that, right the way through to creating shows and learning how to build audiences to innovating the first ever algorithms that actually understood people from the conversations they were having on social media. And that was another company that I did that had deep data um, algorithms and whatnot, um, really to be able to assess crowdsource content for relevance and reliability. That was something that was very bleeding edge that I was doing in 2010, 2011, that is uh, part of Podopolo. I mean, I, I have this background that fuses really deep, technology um, and really innovative technology right. with content as an award-winning content, uh, you know, maker. And then all this other, um, you know, experience that I have around, you know, media and marketing and whatnot as well. So, so that would be one answer. The other answer is with Podopolo specifically. I remember going to a podcasting conference and there was a mastermind. And we were going around the room talking about, you know, how many respective downloads we all had. And I had this epiphany. It was kind of like if any five of us got together, we'd have more users than Netflix. And it was just this kind of, hmm. And I saw podcasters um, struggling with a lot of structural problems. I perceive them as structural because I became a podcaster myself with Wings of Inspired Business back in 2017. Um, and I saw that it was difficult to make money from podcasting. It was difficult to be discovered up against the Apple algorithms. It was difficult to absolutely um, really uh, find or know your audience, like who is actually listening, let alone know anything about them. Uh, it was hard to engage them. You had the inefficiency of trying to engage on multiple social platforms and, you know, all this sort of stuff. I mean, it was inefficient at best and not working because podcasting is a digital media, but it was being approached as if it was a broadcast media by advertisers and others. And it was a broken system. It was languishing in 1.0. Um, and with all my experience in innovating on social and on crowdsource content and on monetizing content, I was like, wait a minute, this industry is actually, even though it's the fastest growing media and it's relatively new-ish, um, it is ripe for disruption. Um, it, it, there was so much opportunity being left on the table. So I started with the mission really that I wanted to empower uh, content creators, podcasters to be able to know, grow, engage and monetize their audiences. You know, that was the kind of beginning thought of it. But here's the other thing. Um, a lot of my previous companies were really dedicated to doing things like improving social media, breaking the echo chamber and the filter bubbles and, and all of that, which I had been working on for God knows at least 15 years now on that aspect of what will it take to, to heal <laughs> social media and take it right. to a place where it actually enhances people's lives and empowers them and actually results in really truly connecting us more about what we have in common than what divides us. And so these things all started to fuse together for me. 
in Podopolo. And I started to talk to people and ask them questions like, so when you're listening to a podcast, do you ever have a moment or an epiphany where you say, oh God, I wish I could, I wish I knew who I was listening to. I wish I knew who else was listening because I'd love to be able to chat with them about that. But, and it's like, well, well, if you could, would you do that? Oh my God. Yes. That would change my life. And I, you know what I mean? So I started to do this kind of informal research in around 2018, 2018 into 2019. 2019, I started to... It seems so long ago. 2018, <laughs> it seems so long ago. Oh my God, it's 2021 so the, the right intellectual, now. It's just amazing. Yeah, so the intellectual thinking for it was was way ahead of taking action. Um, and then into um, the middle of 2020, we decided to experiment um, just with testing testing the model, testing the product market fit, testing some features and things by putting the concept of Podopolo on a white label app, which we outgrew in about a nanosecond because it couldn't do what we needed it to do. But it proved the concept out enough that I was prepared to and investors were prepared to take the risk for us to go build our own app which is a significant effort. The first bit of code on that app, there was a lot of planning that went into it beforehand, like a lot, all through 2020. And then the first line of code on the new app was written in like early February of this year. We moved at lightning lightning speed on this app and we were able to do so because the planning um, was so robust and also because my team is amazing. So I've also been a big student of what it, takes to create an immensely scalable company and it comes down to a great team like a players who are aligned who understand are conscious enough to take inspired action be willing to fail you know um really aligned on on all those values and a tremendous amount of time my time has gone into building that team leading that team managing that team it's about the team it's all about the team. And when the yeah. team is creating something from a spirit of joy and purpose, I believe that that infuses into the product itself. So there are so many special components of Podopolo and you can't like it. I, I hear that because people say things to me like, oh, yeah, I had that idea. Like, oh, yeah, it's great that you did it. Like, right. Without any real understanding, of like what it actually takes. <laughs> I've been working it on this for my whole life, so yeah, it exactly. amuses me. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I love about podcasting is that it's very organic in the growth, mm. and it's very um, how can I put it? It ebbs and flows in that the way you can be really successful in podcasting is to like. In other businesses, you wouldn't, like if I'm Jack in the Box and you're McDonald's, we wouldn't do stuff together because we're competing. You have a podcast, I have a podcast, but there's not a competition in podcasting because it's all a unique voice and everybody works together as a community. And one of the things that I love most about Podopolo is that, and I've said this before, it's leveling the playing field Mm -hmm. for the smaller podcasters. Because with the algorithms on all the other platforms, unless you have massive dollars and you have massive downloads, you're not going to get discovered. You're just not. If you do a search for, for comedy, you will find the top 10 or top 25 downloaded comedy podcasts. But there are 10,000 comedy podcasts yeah. that you should know about that you don't know about. Exactly. So this and is where it's, it's, this is where the algorithms in, in Podopolo are very complicated because um, it's a personalized listening experience. You know, so we're recommending right. podcasts to people based on what they say their interests are, but also what they actually listen to, but also um, increasingly their friend relationships as well, because it's a social app and recommendations from friends and whatnot. But it's not an, just enough to recommend anything uh to to people it has to be assessed for quality as well so we have 20 different factors that assess the quality of a podcast and not just based on its historic download numbers which don't really you know tell you much and moreover we put a lot of thought into breaking the filter bubble the thing that on social media leads people into all these different rabbit holes or earth one or earth two or 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 whatever um so we can serve up right. things that are unexpected surprises 
um, that people didn't know they were necessarily into, but they listen and they're like, wow, you know, that's amazing. And, and some of that cross fertilization happens as a result of friends, but other pieces, um, happen with things like episode playlists, which we're just about to debut like any day now, um, which is really exciting where, you know, uh, soon, you know, listeners will be able to curate some of their favorite episodes and curate collections and, That's and do awesome. a whole bunch of things because that just aids discovery. And as the, app's social functionality gets more and more robust. It's really about engendering meaningful conversation. And here's where I think podcasting really is the gateway to changing social media because podcasting is such an intimate medium. It's more in-depth. It requires a thoughtfulness just to listen to it. So, So using podcasts and clips of podcasts and whatnot to spark that meaningful conversation and moreover reward people for making a positive contribution that actually enhances their lives, other people's lives, improves the planet. And that, that's really the, the vision of this. And I, by the way, I was going to say one other aspect of this that's important to mention. I guess my activism background, you know, back in the day, I was one of these kids who was leading the protests of my college to, to be the first to divest from South Africa, apartheid area, era South wow. Africa. And so I feel like I come full circle around because Podopolo itself is a social impact company. And so the way that we um, reward uh, listening and engagement and whatnot is helping people to make a positive contribution to the planet. So imagine like you're listening to an environmental podcast or something and it suddenly says, hey, congratulations, Bob, you have just removed 100 pounds of CO2 from the atmosphere. So that's a direction where we're going, which is very, very close to my heart and very unique. I mean, you really don't see that anywhere else. So we're excited about that. And we want to be measured as a company by um, have we left each room, each relationship, each... Uh, area of the world um, better uh, than, than than it was when people first, you know, discovered Podopolo. We want to be right. measured not just on th- traditional company things like earnings and EBITDA and like our revenue, but or engagement, but on what positive the impact. impact did we have on people's lives and on the planet? I love it. So the, the law of action is based on decide, plan, and act. And living a life of inspired action. And part of that is to break through your fear. And one of the (laughs) biggest fears that people have is to ask. They're afraid to ask for something that they want. They're afraid to be vulnerable and put themselves out there. So I want to share an example with you. And you know what I'm talking about is that I have another podcast from the Living the Law of Action show, which is Life Transformation Radio. And I just purchased that from Sean Douglas, who built it into this incredible entity. I love Sean. And you were on there. I love Sean. I, I love Sean. And we just celebrated our 500th episode with, you know, what he brought and then what I brought. And so through that, I met you and I learned a little about Podopolo, fell in love with you, fell in love with your mission. And I decided that I was going to be bold. <laughs> I wasn't going to let fear stop me. I know your background. You're very successful. You're a tech CEO. Um, I see Podopolo as you know, this billion dollar company, if not today, if not tomorrow. And I did, I put myself out there and I approached you and I said, Hey, I want to be part of this. And I gave you, you know, wow, how I thought I could be a part of it. You did the same thing that you did for your prom, right? Because you immediately, not only did you approach me, but you immediately started contributing and adding value. Um, And, and, you know, the minute, people do this. I, I think it's interesting. Like I've, I've mentored a lot of entrepreneurs over the years and um, the, the, the best thing to do if you want something, yes, is, is ask, but it's also in the way you ask. And I, I like your story, uh, not only about the prom, but also about, you know, approaching Podopolo because it was being empathetic to where you could add value and being positive and enthusiastic, not just showing up with a like a begging bowl or like me, 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 but like, how can I help right. you? Right. Right. And and I think Absolutely. that's vital because when people approach a big influencer or a company they want to work with or contribute to or whatever and have that in their mind's eye. 
anything is possible. Um, the other thing too is asking for advice or mentorship from people. It's really the same thing. Like I remember my dad saying to me, uh, very early on, you know, Melinda, if you want to know how to do someone, just figure out who's the best at it and go and ask them. <laughs> just ask them yeah. how they do it. You'd be surprised how easy it is to do that because people at the top of their game, at the very top of their game, tend to be the most generous because they don't really have anything to lose. They're not in scarcity. They, they've succeeded. They want to give back and they're flattered that you're asking and people enjoy giving and, and making a positive impact. So, so I, I find that a lot of people do shy away like, Oh, well, so and so would never return my call or I can't possibly bother them or whatever. Yes, you can. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it makes such a difference if because here's the thing. So you decide, you plan, and then you take action, inspired action. And the the reality is that so many people are stuck in that planning stage of like, well, I'm afraid that Melinda's not going to answer my email. Melinda's not going to answer my call. She's going to say no, and so I'm not going to ask. Right. Well, well so what a, they were afraid a, of the most. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to use... That's the reality. My son is really into exactly. soccer, so I'm just going to use a soccer term. That's a spectacular own goal. Like, that is like literally kicking the ball into your, your own team's net, right? Like, because if you right. don't do, if you don't ask, right, you'll, you, you, you've self-defeated yourself before you've even begun. And it's so tragic that so many people do that. You know, I mean, the other thing too, though, that's really important that entrepreneurs learn over the years is both persistence and resilience. Like a no is, is not really ultimately a no. It may just be other times not right yet, or maybe you have right. some tweaks on your, your, your product or service to make, or you just approach that person the wrong time of day. You know, it's, it's yeah. learning not to take these things personally like learning from them being curious being open-minded listening um but not just falling down at the first no you know i had a mentor yeah. once um where i was trying to work out for one of my companies we had an, a, a really complicated enterprise tech sale to make and these are the sort of sales deals that involved lots of people at major corporations and uh, and no one ever yeah. lost their job you know for saying no in that context of corporate but they can lose a job for saying yes to something that goes wrong so it was a yeah, really really difficult sale to close and I remember him giving me um, a, a directive. So my board chairman at the time, he said, okay, Melinda, I want you to go out and get as many no's as possible. Like your objective this week is to get a hundred no's. And if, if you're not getting to a hundred no's, like you're really failing, you need a hundred no's. And so I was liberated by this because I was like, okay, well, what could go wrong? I mean, I'm just, all I have to do is go get no's. Okay. Here, here's, here's where this was radical because in actually securing a no, it meant that I actually had to ask for the sale. <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> right? you probably because, got a yes out of those hundred no's. Because, yeah, because a lot of my sales thing, like I, I wasn't actually asking, you know, I was a great evangelist for it, but I wasn't actually asking for the sale, you know. So it made me have to ask. Right. And it made me, it got me out of my comfort zone because it was a type of sale I hadn't done before. And, and, you know, I had fear and nervousness about it, you know, and also it was my product. So it was kind of personal, you know, all this kind of thing. But, but gradually those no's started turning into yeses and it got me over my fear of no. Yeah. No. Well, the cool thing is, <laughs> and if you watch any of my social media, you'll know that it was a yes from Melinda. <laughs> so I am, I am shouting from the rooftops. <laughs> And I guess you could call me an evangelist for Podopolo. So we are starting a podcast. We together, are. And it's Podopolo Unplugged. Yeah, don't be so surprised. Podopolo Unplugged. It's the weekly hot 10. And I am so excited about this show. One, because I love podcasting and I love to consume podcasts from all different genres. Like as weird as I can find and as obscure as I can find, because the person that's telling their story has an impact on you. And I was listening to a podcast. It was on, it was on in home, not basket weaving. What was it? It was, uh, it was on, it was on this craft. It was on Etsy and it was very crafty. And it was just interesting her story of how she came to be. And so you never know the background of the podcast host or the guest. 
And just the way the universe works, no matter what you're listening to, there are nuggets of wisdom in there that you can take and have an incredible life with. And so, you know, there's the podcast that you don't know, that you don't know, that you should know. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be bringing to that to you on, on a weekly basis. And I am so thrilled to be able to take my skill sets and really be part of Podopolo and really give people an opportunity to discover Podopolo in a new way because it is so cool. You know, you have no idea how cool Podopolo <laughs> is until you download the app and you see it. Yeah, you got to see it's for yourself. So and it's so different getting, from all the other platforms. And it's getting cooler all the time. And it's getting cooler, too, because of things like Podopolo By the Unplugged, day. right? And, and what I'm so Absolutely. excited about this because, Rob, you're an amazing like amazing podcast host. You're so talented, so intuitive for you. You're a great interviewer. You're just like, you have such empathy for everybody that you talk to, um, whether you're over on Clubhouse or you're any of your podcasts or whatnot, and you have a real passion th that comes out for podcasting. So Podoplo Unplugged is going to be super cool because it's, it's, um, an extension of this thing that Podopolo is trying to solve, which and is solving, which is allowing people to discover things that they that they love that they didn't even know um, existed, and it's yeah. also a way to really involve listeners in in unearthing gems that other people don't know about and involving listeners really in this conversation about podcasts. And I can't, I like, I really can't wait to see how it's going to go and grow and I'm so excited about it and I think as those more sophisticated social components come out on Podopolo there's going to be such robust conversation around it and so much more but I, I love that you're on this mission with us to help people really discover great content and connect around it it's like so exciting to me and what's exciting about it is it's not the weekly top 10 it's the weekly Hot 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be new podcasts on a weekly basis yeah. that we're going to be bringing you that will give you an opportunity to listen to stuff that you're like, I never knew that existed. <laughs> and it's going to be, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. it. It, it just, and it's funny because it brings all of my lifelong skill sets mm -hmm. of curiosity and wonder, my yeah. very long radio background, yeah. you know, everything that I've done in my life to bring and infuse into Podopolo Unplugged is it's just it's just such a joy and to be part of the team of what Podopolo is. It's a great team, and isn't it? I think that's something yeah. that it's an amazing team. It's 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 an amazing team. And I you know from talking with them, we're gonna add in the Podopolo Unplugged team. You're gonna learn who they are and learn what they're all about. And it's just gonna be this organic process, it's going to ebb and flow and every week is going to be a little bit different as we grow. And I'm just super thrilled about it, like super. Thrilled. <laughs> so I want you to say a little bit about some of the new features that are in the app oh, yeah. because I want people to go and download the app. Right. Yeah. Well, now. I really want them because it's your, whatever platform you're listening to this, this podcast on right now, you're going to be able to listen and engage on Podopolo. Yeah. So, and that is so cool. <laughs> so thank you. And that is so cool. Yeah. So a couple of things. The first thing you really need to know about Podopolo is it has more than 4 million podcasts. It has more than 4 million podcasts yeah. also in every language that it is um, personalized for you, uh, focused on unearthing and curating exactly the right podcasts around your interests, around what you want to talk about with your friends, and much more. And like I was saying before, assessed also for quality. There's also a way to connect with and know who else is listening to the same podcast that you're listening to, um, because we think podcasting is more fun with friends. I mentioned that that social yeah. functionality is um, enhancing all the time. So we also have uh, video uh, podcasts launching very soon, like like any day now, like this week, um, episode uh, playlists, ways to uh, direct message. One of the features that I'm really excited about that'll be out sort of sometime 
um, in October is a really unique way that you'll be able to clip uh, a section of a podcast or a soundbite from a podcast, comment on it, and spark Super. a conversation around it uh, that's really meaningful. And of course, we'll have all the social audio and all that stuff coming and much more besides. So um, it's constant innovation. And when we talk about social, though, we're taking our time with it because we want to do it in a way that's different from what you are used to in social media, where you have all kind of, you know, comments that are at best kind of banal or meaningless. And yeah, Yeah. and at worst, that kind of trolling, nasty, that, you know, we we don't want that. Right. So we're approaching it in a very unique way. That there'll be some things that are, you know, kind of similar because it's, it's social. We want it to be not like it's from Mars or something, but really, really focused on, um, empowering and enlightening conversation. And, uh, and you'll start to see some of the gamification piece, um, in there, uh, too over time. And, uh, we're doing some pretty cool things with some really interesting partners that we can't talk about yet, but that's going to be exciting to announce when we can. Yeah, it's 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 a way that you can experience podcasting in a totally different way that you didn't know that you didn't know. So what you think is on all how you listen to podcasting is going to be so different on Podopolo. And you'll see if even if you look at it today, you're going to be able to see and read between the lines and figure out what's coming just by looking at what is here today. Yeah. And, and we're and excited to, it for, changes all the time. Yeah. So for the podcasters who, you know, claim your podcast on Podopolo, right? That's just basically authenticating that it's yours. Um, we have a really exciting special offer, uh, for podcasters. It's going to mean that we'll be able to place, uh, advertising both on your air and also around your content or, or, there's a number of different ways that we're doing that on app kind of advertising where you can actually start to make money from podcasting. Also paywall opportunities for premium content, behind the scenes content, other things or episodes that you're dropping in advance or whatever that's going to be because we're really geared to making sure that creators are making money from their content. So we have like an exciting announcement coming up about all of that uh, super, super soon. Um, And, you know, how great would it be for a podcaster not only to be um, getting, um, you know, um, advertising that's actually relevant to their audiences because we understand the audiences from understanding who's listening and how they're listening and who they are. So getting relevant mission aligned, um, advertising, um, uh, and, and just checks sort of starting to show up where none were before because most podcasters don't qualify for advertising because you need 10,000 downloads or more per episode. And that's only 1.2% right. of the market. So the way we've engineered it is that everybody, no matter how small the niche audience is, will be able to make money from advertising and paywall and moreover share in 20% of our overall net revenue. So podcasters are actually doing well based on what other podcasters are doing, bringing it full circle around, Rob, to what you were saying about how this is a market where podcasters can really support each other, cross promote each other, reference each other, but also lift each other up. And at the heart of this really is a very much an abundance mindset rather than a, a scarcity walled garden. No, you can only come here kind of thing, which is the approach of some of right. our competitors, frankly. And, and we're, we're, we have a totally different approach. Uh, we believe that everybody can win. Yeah. And so. You know, I'm on Clubhouse a lot. You might have heard me if you're listening right now on Clubhouse. And and the one question when I'm in the rooms, we're talking about podcasting is how do I monetize? Mm -hmm. How do I monetize? And some people are putting their heart and soul and beyond their blood, their sweat, their tears into creating the best podcast they possibly Mm -hmm. can. And they don't have a lot of revenue in their life, period. And this is a way for them to be rewarded. And that's one of the things that really wanted me to get on board is the fact is, just it's going to level the playing field and it's been so the scale has there's been a thumb on the scale for so long and and here's the thing about podcasting yeah you said there's four million podcasts on there there's what 
50 million YouTube channels. It's <laughs> exactly. unbelievable. Podcasting is so it's, it's just scratching. Okay, remember what yeah, I said so about I wish I had a blog? Operating out of scarcity. Yeah. Yeah, remember exactly. When I wish uh, this I had is a the blog time. in 2003. Yes. If you don't have a podcast in 2021, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, it's 2020, you know, it's 2003 for exactly. you. So, you know, hop in there. I say it get all the podcast. time. It's, <laughs> if you're operating out of scarcity, don't. There's voices that need to be heard, and that's your voice. You need to figure out what it's going what your lane is and go out there. Something that you just love to shout from the rooftops. That's the podcast for mm-hmm. you. It's just, and with Podopolo, it's going to make it so you can monetize. Mm-hmm. It's going to make it so you can be found. And it's going to level the playing field in so many mm-hmm. ways. And I'm just so thrilled to be part of the team. And I'm really excited about talking about Podopolo because I am in these rooms on Clubhouse and people are always, how do I monetize? I can't keep this up. No one listens. No one cares. Yeah. Blah, blah. And they have great content. Yeah. So thank you to you. Thank you, Melinda. <laughs> and, and thank you, the Badopolo team for creating this and not letting fear stop you because you truly are going to transform so many people's lives by the podcast they're going to listen to, be inspired and motivated and transformed. And then also that other component, which is so important the monetization for these podcasters that are putting their heart and soul into their messages and their productions. And it's going to just really have such a a great, great impact. (laughs) Ah, well, thank you so much. I mean, it's, I, I, it's one of these things where your work is never done and um, we're so eager for feedback um, from people as well. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you've downloaded Podopolo and we're all ears, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. If you have a podcast, claim it. It's free. If you're a listener, there's so many ways on the app itself or through either the app stores to just drop us a line. In both app stores, we answer every review personally. Um, we uh, respond to every single comment we get through the app or through our website or on social media, like on Podopolo, on Instagram, just DM us. Um, we really believe in co-creating with our customers because we're only as good as making sure that we're solving specifically and innovating in a way that solves problems and lifts people up. So we're really, really eager to hear from you. Well. Wow. Melinda, thank you so much for being here today. Such a joy to have you here and talking about your story. It's, it, I'll tell you what, I'm excited to have you on here because in a matter of years, when Podopolo is as big as Spotify or Facebook or Twitter <laughs> or these large billion dollar companies, I'm going to go, remember when she was on my podcast? I mean, back in 2021. And with technology, things happen really fast. And so congratulations on all your success. And if you want to reach out to Podopolo, you want to reach out to Melinda, you can do it at podopolo.com and uh, let them know that you heard about it on the Living the Law of Action show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for Melinda for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, Rob, thank you. It was a joy. It's always a joy to talk to you. Thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen to the Living the Law of Action show. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along my very special guest and dear friend, Melinda Whitstock, to touch your heart, move you, inspire you. Remember, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you and live a life of massive inspired action. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actus. Please rate, review, and subscribe.